What's up, everybody? It's J&J with Justin and Jordan. What we got today, Justin? Today we will be talking about the Boston Celtics and Miami Heat series and previewing what's to come potentially for the NBA Finals. But what do you want to talk about first? Um, I do want to talk about, because we have given respect to each of like the losing teams in the series, you know, a quick little recap. As we all saw, probably the biggest story in basketball, not even the Nuggets sweeping, is that the Lakers got swept. Um, not only that, LeBron supposedly is supposed to have surgery to repair that torn tendon. Talks about retirement. Is it true? I don't know. Um, LeBron played a phenomenal game four, dropped 40-plus points. Um, you know, the role players played well. It was just the Nuggets overpowered them. But, you know, Justin, like, just give me, like, a quick recap. Like, what did you think about Game 4? Do you think LeBron's going to really retire? Because I'll be real with you. I don't think he's going to retire yet. Nah, I don't think LeBron's going to retire yet. I think he just made those statements. I feel like just out of, like, frustration. Um, you know, when you're in the game and it's competitive and you lose like that, you're probably just saying saying that just in the in the heat of the moment. But, yeah, he still shows that he's still got a lot left in the tank, not at like an elite level, but he could still contribute. And with this Laker team being put together in the in the All Star break, maybe one more season starting from the beginning of the season could be better for them because they went from what 13 seed to 7 seed. Exactly. So you never know. Maybe they start the season off, they could maybe be like a four seed instead. But yeah, I think I think LeBron he he wants to be there with Bronny. He wants to play with Bronny. So I don't think I don't see him retiring. Well next season or this season i think he's gonna still finish out his career with la yeah so i think he's gonna have one more year of like contention with this group of guys really give him time to gel build some chemistry they already did good with half a season of playing together and in a postseason way better than you know anyone really expected and you know like you said i think he's got two more years in him one more year with this team mm -hmm. and that second year it will be his 22nd year you know just to play with his son um, I'm a big baseball guy. Let him do it. You yeah. know, let him do what the Griffies did. I don't think any other, you know, in any other sport we've seen like a father-son duo since the Griffies. Let LeBron and his son do it. You know, just just for the moment. Just for the moment. Um, at that point, I don't expect him to contend anymore. I am worried about the injury. That's one thing I'm definitely worried about. I'm definitely worried about the injury because this man was playing on that torn tendon supposedly the entire postseason. And is the damage going to be worse? I don't know. Hopefully the surgery works out well. Hopefully he comes back as like a regular LeBron James. But besides that, in terms of what the Lakers are going to do in the offseason, I don't know. I say keep, um, you know, like Rui and Austin Reeves. We've seen, you know, the chatter, the ridiculous chatter. You know how it is, Laker fans. We're getting this star. We're getting this star. Let's get this star. Let's get this star. The new star is Kyrie Irving. They're talking about Kyrie D'Lo sign and trade. Definitely not happening. Um, I think the last thing that Luka needs is uh, a very worse, watered-down like Kyrie Irving because he didn't work out with Kyrie. Why would you downgrade yourself, you know? But at this point, keep your guys, you know? Keep your guys. Keep your core guys. Give them a full season to gel. You could definitely contend. You said top four. I'll be real. I think they could be a top three team. Probably max out at, at the second seed. But... I think I think we're gonna see something special from the Lakers next year. It's unfortunate they got they got swept. I did say Lakers in seven. I was wrong. You know I gotta get over it. I'd see you smiling, but yeah, I was wrong. Whatever. But now we're gonna see the Nuggets in the finals. Who are the Nuggets gonna play? 
We have no clue. I do want to ask you, though, man, what's up with this Heat shirt? You a Miami Heat fan now? You bandwagoning? What's going on? Nah. You, you're a Knicks fan. You was, you know, I know you like LeBron. You're talking about, you know, maybe LeBron's going to beat the Nuggets. What's up with the Heat shirt right now? This is a little uh, reverse jinx, I like to call. I am not a Heat fan at all. My brother's a Heat fan. The Heat just took out my team, the Knicks. I do not want the Heat to win. As long as any team, I mean, I, obviously I respect the Heat and everything they've done this season, but it has to end at this point. I'm gonna tear my hair out if they lose, if they win the whole thing. I'm gonna be a sore loser, yes, but nah. I'm I like Jimmy Butler, especially. I'm a big D Rose fan. I've seen him in Chicago since he was since rookie year, so I've seen him level up every year. But this is where it has to come to an end, my brother. Uh this is the reverse jinx. Hopefully it works. I haven't done this, but we'll see. So like first let's let's get the the you know your own preference out the way. Who do you think is going to win though? Like who do you really think is going to win tonight? Boston does have the momentum. They come back from 0-3 down, win 3 in a row. We haven't seen something like this happen in a long time. This is history. We might see the first, you know, 3-0 down team win a whole series and it's going to be in the conference finals. So who do you think is going to win all bias aside? So originally, when the Celtics took that one game to make it three-one, and they had to go, and they had to go back to um, Boston, I was saying that um, Boston was gonna win at home, and go back to Miami, and Miami was gonna beat them in Miami. But I, I know Derek White saved the day on that last game, but after that, after that game, I think Boston's taking it in seven. You got to go back to Boston in a game seven, do or die, when you're up 3-0. I thought Miami was going to take care of business in game six, but a loss like that in game six is, is deflating. Like, you hit 14 threes as a team, and Boston only hit seven, and four of them came from Marcus Smart. So Boston star players were Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum both didn't make a three. So in a game like that, they got saved by the role players. Like Caleb Martin came out to play. Like off rip, I was I was looking at Caleb Martin like, yo, this mo, yo, he might be the Larry Bird player <laughs> like, if they win right now. That that's how crazy it was because Jimmy Butler was not hot in Game Six. He was not. He, I know in the fourth quarter he picked it up. He had 15 points on the fourth, but throughout that whole game, he was just MIA. No pun intended. But. <laughs> But yeah, he was nowhere to be found. And um same same thing with Bam Adebayo. He was just out there floating. But yeah, um Miami Heat's role players kept this in kept them in the game. Like Caleb Martin, Gabe Vincent, and um Duncan Robinson. They had them they just kept the heat in the game the whole time. And Boston, they fought Joe Mazzula, I give him credit because he really switched up the game plan. He was making it harder on Jimmy Butler. He's not letting him have his way and stuff. But yeah, after after that heartbreaking game, losing like that, like they should have won. After that, I think Boston's going to take it on their home floor tonight. I mean, here's, here's what I'm going to say because I'm going to directly oppose you. I, and, you know, I'm going to say it's the heat right now. Finish the fucking story. <laughs> you are, no, seriously, finish the story. You are an eight seed. You beat the favorites to win the title, not in the East, but in the entire NBA. You beat the favorites. You beat the gritty Knicks when Jim, when Jimmy Butler was hurt. You went up against the Celtics. Everyone thought you was going to be out. I said the Celtics were going to win that series. I said it. But guess what? You know, they went 3-0 up. I know it's 3-3 now. But let's be real. 
Game six, you could say, oh, he knew where to be, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to say it was luck by Derek White. You know, it was it was, it was was based on the bounce. He got there in time, of course, 0.1 seconds. I understand that. I understand that, that skill, but that's also luck. I think Boston's luck is running out. I think Miami still got that magic behind them, bro. I think this is going to be that the the game that they win. You're talking about Caleb Martin. You're talking about all the role players. They're definitely going to come out to play. It does not matter that they're away. They do not fear Boston. They don't fear being in Boston. I think Jimmy Butler is going to come here, you know, and have a historic game. Remember in the last game of the conference finals last year, Jimmy Butler came out to play. He's going to do it again. But this time, he's punching in a ticket to the finals. Guaranteed. I guarantee that Miami's going to win tonight. You are going to see Miami playing in Denver on Thursday. I guarantee that. I think Bam Adebayo is really going to come out to play. I think Max Strus and Caleb Martin are really going to come out to play. I think Jason Tatum, most importantly why I'm saying this, I think Jason Tatum is going to choke. He shot like shit last game. You know? Jalen Brown didn't do anything special last game. Marcus Smart, as you said, was hitting a lot of threes. I don't think that's happening again. I don't think Jalen Brown, you know, I'm, I, I'm a fan of Jalen Brown, big Jalen Brown fan. I don't think he's going to carry this team to a Game 7 victory. And I don't have faith in Jason Tatum when the lights are the brightest. I'll say that right now. So who's going to bail him out? Because it's not going to be Derek White again. That, that little luck that they got, it's not going to strike twice. Lightning does not strike twice. This is going to be Miami's win right here. We're going to see the second eight seed to ever go to the finals. And I'm going to jump the gun right now. We're going to see the first eight seed win a championship in NBA history. Whoa. Book it. <laughs> Book it. Fuck? Book it. No, because you laughing. I'm being serious. Book it because they have the momentum. I understand in the series they might have lost a bit of momentum. It does not matter. Since the start of April, they've had the momentum. They beat everybody that, that there is to beat. They've beat all the best players already. Guess what? Another best player in the world, that doesn't mean shit to them. They don't care. Jimmy Butler don't care. You said it last episode. You was talking about Missoula and all that. I get it. They won a couple of games. Guess what? The star player, like I said last episode, Eric Spolstra, he's coming hungry. I promise you he's coming hungry into this game. And in the finals, he is going to come in hungry. I'm telling you right now, Justin. Man, that was a lot to unpack there. But... I don't know, man. I think, yeah, you said it was lucky, but that's what happens in the playoffs. You're going to need those lucky moments at times. Is oh, Even though you execute your plays and you have your hard work plays and all that, luck does play into account. It, you never know when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. The fact that Boston was able to bring it back after being down 0-3, that's a testament to how tough of a team they are and how Missoula just strategizes and adjusted to come back into the series. And now going back to Boston, you're, yeah, you say Marcus Smart not, might not have a game like that, but now they're going to be at their home court. And now you might see a game from Grant Williams. Or you might see, I don't know if Brogdon's playing tonight, but you might see a game from Brogdon. Um, you never know. Maybe Derek White could do it again. Derek White at this point, you can't really count him out. I think I think he's really like one of them guys. But um, nah, yeah, I don't. I don't see even if Miami does pull this victory out, I don't see them beating Denver. I feel like why not? I feel like Denver's just on like a different level right now. Wasn't Milwaukee on a different level? Were they not on a different level? I mean, you could, but like I feel like throughout the whole season, you always had the 
uncertainty of Chris Middleton like being in and out of the lineup, that was always like a big glaring hole for them. And then you never knew. And then you're just going to throw him into the playoff matchup. But I know that's going to be – people are going to look at it now and be like, nah, but nobody was saying that then. But, I mean, I'm just saying that for me. I'm not saying that for everybody else. But for me, Denver was always like – I know Jamal Murray came back from his injury whatever, and then he came in slow, slowly from the preseason in. But they've been together that the whole year. And they have – they get it from a bunch of different guys. Like – you might you see KCP have a game one day. You see Michael Porter Jr. have a game. Aaron Gordon, Bruce Brown, like they get it from everywhere. And then you're gonna get a guarantee from Jokic and Jamal Murray. Like with the Heat, is like you have nights where Jimmy Butler is the star of the show, and you might not get shit from any, everybody else. And then you have nights like Game Six where you get shit from Caleb Martin, Duncan Robinson, and then Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. No shows. It's too much. Like I feel like. For the Heat, it's a lot more of Eric Spoelstra playing. Like, it's most mostly him trying to outsmart the other coach and playing chess more than, like, the star power. Because I feel like Miami, as good as Jimmy Butler is, I feel like the Miami Heat aren't really, like, dependent on, like, super, like, star power. They're mostly re- dependent on their guys all playing together, playing as a team. They're moving the ball. Um, Yeah, but the, the Nuggets, they have, they have Jamal Murray giving, like, damn near superstar production and he's never been an all-star and then you got Jokic who's one of the to me right now he's probably the best player in the world he's probably top two at this point so like to match those guys production when you have Jimmy Butler and Bam who you know Bam doesn't really match production with other star players like that I know defensively he does it at times but asking to guard Jokic for a seven game series that's gonna be a tough task same thing with Jamal Murray. And I don't know how consistent... I don't know how... Because you talk about luck for the Celtics. I don't know how Miami's role players... I mean, I know we've seen it up to this point. But are we going to see um, Duncan Robinson hitting five threes in multiple games? Are we going to continue to see that? That's not luck, though. That's the thing. Luck is, you know, the ball bouncing in a certain way. Like I said earlier, it does take a skill to get to the basket and, you know, see where the ball is bouncing out of. But what Derek White did was luck. When Miami has, you know, Duncan Robinson go like five for eight from three for whatever reason, uh, Caleb Martin scored 20, Max Drew scored 20, you know, all that. Anybody, any role player do that for Mike Con- um, I might call it, sorry, for Kyle Lowry to come out and have like let's say like 15 8 that's not luck that's elite coaching that's all-time great coaching that's not luck something like what Derek white did is luck i don't think when miami's role players bring their production that is that that's nothing to do with luck that has everything to do with incredible coaching and i know because you agree with me you know spo spo is a star you even said they're not a star driven team yes you know jimmy butler is a star but, you know, there's nights where he's not going to be so great and all the other guys are going to step up, you know, because you don't have to rely on Jimmy like that. But before we even get ahead of ourselves in the finals, like we'll, we'll talk about the possible matchups because let's be honest with each other. Neither of us thought, you know, like we we're going to have an episode like this. We thought last week, all right, you know, when we were in the car, we we're like, all right, let's get ready to plan, you know, what we're going to talk about next episode, like having to do with the finals, Miami versus Denver. Guess what? I still have those notes because I still have the confidence that Miami is going to the finals. I understand circumstances have changed, but that doesn't change my outlook on who is going to be in the finals. In regards to Game 7, 
I'm calling, you know, an elite Jimmy Butler performance. I'm calling for 35 points. I think he's going to drop 35 in Boston. I'm calling for Jason Tatum to choke in some type of way. The lights are going to get too bright for Jason Tatum again. I think he's going to choke. I'm calling for Jalen Brown to have a good game, but not a great game. A great game that they're going to need badly. I am calling for Marcus Smart not to make a lot of threes. I am calling for Spolstra to outcoach Missoula. I am calling for the role players in Miami to do their job when it matters most. The one thing I can't call for, though, to be honest, is Bam to have a good game because we don't know. Bam is either 20 and 10 or he's like 10 and 4 in a game. I don't know what's going to happen for Bam, but all those other guys, that's damn near guaranteed for me. I feel like I know, you know, what these guys' bodies is like when it comes to these type of situations. I don't think Tatum's built for this as much as Jimmy Butler is. Let him prove me wrong. I won't be as mad if he proves me wrong. But I'm still picking, you know, Miami to win this game. Like, what do you think is going to happen for Boston to beat Miami? Because you think Boston's going to win this game, but I just don't see it in any which way. I mean, we've seen it in the, the first couple series. Like, we saw against Milwaukee... Miami shot like a s- absurd amount like a, they shot like 70% from 3 or something like that. And then against the Knicks, they f- kind of fell back down to earth. They shot like 29% from 3. And this series they're shooting way better now. I don't remember the exact number. I was trying to look that up, but they're shooting better than they did in the Knicks series. And last year this was one of the best three-point shooting teams. This year they're not as much. So I don't know. I I think even if they do advance we might see the shooting come back down to earth because it's been trending in that direction. Is good one series, bad the other, good one, bad the other. And even then, too, the three-point shooting kept them. They ha- they were hot in game six. And they, I mean, you want to say it's luck. I'll give it to you. But they still lost that game. It didn't end with a W. Still lost, I understand. 14 for 30 from three. And the Boston was seven for 35. And they still came out with the W. Uh, could they replicate that again in Game Seven? I don't know. Maybe they have they have the personnel to do it, but we'll see. It's a rhythm. It's, they got a lot of rhythm players. We'll see. Um, stuff like that. I think Boston's gonna be. They're gonna be hungry, like they said after going down three nothing. They was like, "Don't let us get one." And we thought we we all laughed because they're like, "Why are they talking? They're down three nothing. They got one." And they was like, "Don't let us get two. At this point. They're probably just as hungry. I'm not going to say Miami's scared right now. Like, oh, shit. Like, it's game seven. I don't think they're like that. I don't. Not at all. But I think Boston's looking at this like, yo, like, we got we got what we wanted. We got game seven in Boston. He's like, now let's take these motherfuckers out. Like, we're going to go to the finals. Like, I think that's what they're thinking right now. I think this is going to be a really, I think it's going to be a dogfight game seven. This is going to be a battle. It's going to be gritty. Um, I think Tatum about to have an ugly ass game. I'll give you that. I'm not 100%. gonna lie. I think he about to be like nine for twenty five, <laughs> like, like he did last game. Like, like he, all right, he scored thirty one, but it was an ugly ass thirty one. You know, it was fun. It was cool at moments. Like, um, that second quarter, he was on some shit. Of course, but yeah, after that, and then Jalen Brown, he has a tendency of like he'll be hot as fuck in the first quarter, and then he just fucking disappears. I, I don't know. I know he got into he kind of got into like foul trouble and stuff, but he has a tendency of doing that. Like he he gets hot early, and then he just disappears. I think he had like ten points in the first quarter, and then he was like, "Yeah, I'm out." But what I like is you said ugly basketball. We're gonna see some ugly basketball. Who plays the best ugly basketball in the league? 
the Miami Heat. Yeah. And if it's not the Heat, it's the Knicks. But let's be real. Either way, they're a top two team when it comes to playing ugly basketball. They're more prepared to play ugly basketball than Boston is. They are more prepared to win a game by playing ugly ball than Boston is. I don't think Boston's ready for that. I don't think Boston's going to be ready for this like whole new level of physicality that we're going to see. Because Miami brings that physicality every single game. They're not scared. I know you said, of course, they're not going to be scared. And Boston's hungry. Guess what? I don't think anyone wants this title more in the NBA right now than Jimmy Butler and his squad do. And I got faith in that. And, you know, I scoffed at it in a couple of the past series. Like, all right, guys, like, let's let's cool off with this playoff Jimmy stuff. But at this point, I can't ignore it anymore. I really can't. I think we're going to see playoff Jimmy go to the finals again. And I think we're going to see something magical happen in the finals. That's what I really think we're going to see. Now... You know, history is looming right now. So, you know, if Boston comes out with this win, Miami will be the first team in NBA history to be up 3-0 and lose the series. So I just want to ask you, do you think this will be... Well, I want to ask you two things. First, if they lose the series, are you looking Are you looking at it for at them like... Like, are you going to be like critical and be like damn that was embarrassing la da da or you're gonna be like ah they were ac they they got no, this far no, no 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 that's corny that's corny and that's called walking things back because you know what you were up 3-0 even if you are let's say like a 39 win team and and you go up 3-0 over a, a like let's say a 75 and 7 team i expect you to win that last game so I don't care that they're an eight seed. I'm not making excuses for them if they lose. I don't think they're gonna lose, but if they lose for whatever reason, I'm not gonna say, "Oh, well, they were an eight seed." Um, like I keep saying about uh, Boston, like they got the perfect squad. You know, from the starters to the bench, everyone plays offense, defense. This was expected. You know, Boston should have won. You know, Miami was never supposed to win. No, you have to take one game, and in basketball, anything can happen in a game. You need to be able to drag out that last win. Yeah, I will be critical. I will be very critical because you know what? Like we've said before, only one team in any other sport has blown a 3-0 lead. And we're not talking about it. Please, we're not going to mention it. I think it happened in hockey too, but I'm not too sure. If it happened in hockey, sure, even better. That gets the monkey off my back to talk about another 3-0 blown deficit. But at this point, when it comes to being up 3-0, you got to win the last game. I don't care who's on your team. I don't care if you got a team full of bums because you know what? No matter what, you were up 3-0 for a reason. You cannot blow it. You cannot blow a 3-0 lead. I'm going to be critical. The whole world should be critical of the Miami Heat if they blow a 3-0 lead and they go home. Because not only were they up 3-0, they were talking a lot. Yeah. I got no problem with talking a lot. They had the confidence. No, you had Jimmy Butler, timeout, timeout. You know, Al Horford, all that, talking his shit, talking shit to Grant Williams. They're talking. There's a team that likes to talk. I got no problem with that because they back it up, unlike some other teams here in the NBA. They back it up. But at this point, it's going to be really, really, really embarrassing to go up 3-0 and, and then lose that series. Is it more embarrassing to a sweep to you? Yeah, what I was going to say is... um. Yeah, if they don't close this out, it still is embarrassing. I feel like at this point you cannot throw out, throw around the oh they're an A seed because they've been handling the the top teams like easily. Like Milwaukee, they beat them with. I mean, it was a close five game series, but they handled them well. Same thing with the Knicks. Like 
we all thought the Knicks was gonna give them. I mean, the Knicks get, did give them a fight, but like they took care of that as well. And then Boston, the number two seed in the league, who everyone thought was gonna go to the finals once Milwaukee got knocked out. Once Miami took that three zero um, lead, we were like, all right, I guess. And plus, to be fair, we've never seen a team come back from three zero. I mean, I know the Mavs and Blazers. We know that happened, but that was back in 03. Like, I wasn't even watching ball at that time. But um, yeah, I don't. I don't. This would be embarrassing because in basketball, it's a seven game series. It's not like football where it's one game and the top seed could lose. They could just have a bad week. And they could just lose. This is seven games where you're being game planned every game. So for you to go up 3-0 and you don't get it done, that's like a big collapse. Like, I don't, <laughs> I can't really give you a pass for that, even if you are an A-seed and you made it this far. Because I feel like we have to throw that A-seed shit out the window at that point. If you're handling these top teams the way you, you guys are. And my other question for you was going to be, if Miami does lose this series, what would be worse? Them blowing this 3-0 to the Celtics or the Warriors blowing that 3-1 to the Cavs in the finals? Um, I think the 3-1 is a little bit more embarrassing because, you know, you broke records, you know? I understand 8C going to the finals. That's kind of a record. I mean, it's been done before by the Knicks, of course. But 3-1 in the finals is a little bit more embarrassing to me. If this was the finals... I'll be real with you. Eight seed or not, eight seed, first seed, whatever. You put a three only in the finals. At that point, just get rid of the franchise. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm being serious. Just get rid of the franchise. Dismantle the franchise. Erase the history and move the team at that point. You know, turn them into the new Seattle Supersonics. Just move them and make them the Sonics. But 3-1 is, is still more embarrassing because of the stakes, you know? We've seen a lot of 3-1 leads blown, especially recently. But it's like, that's not... That that's not gonna be up to a level of the 2016 finals because it's like 73 wins, unanimous MVP. Um, I know he didn't win DPOY, but you know, one of the best defenders in the league, blah blah blah. The storylines, best shooters of all time, breaking a 20 year old record. I think it was perfectly 20 years, correct? Because it, it was in 96 they set the 72 wins, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so you you blow a 20 year record exactly in 20 years, all that just to lose. And then to lose at home too, and in the fashion you did with your, with your main unanimous MVP crumbling to pieces, and I'm not gonna mention his name, but you know who also played very bad too in that series. Oh. <laughs> but but three o three o in the conference finals is gonna be very embarrassing. I thought what you were gonna ask me is what loss is more embarrassing than that or the Lakers. I wouldn't know how to answer that question either. A sweep is really embarrassing, but man, three o you just gotta win one more game. Just one more game. And it's like you said, it's it's not like football. And even baseball has, you know, five and seven game series, you know. Anything can happen in baseball. But in basketball, it's it's just whoever, generally speaking, whoever has more talent, whoever has a better team, more, like, more likely than not is going to win. And that's what makes basketball unique. Usually it's the better team is going to win. That's what that's that's what makes us different. And when you go up 3-0, you look like the much better team in that moment. To blow that, that is embarrassing. Very, very, very embarrassing. Very embarrassing. And with the stakes looking how it is right now, it would be a travesty for Miami to lose this 3-0, this 3-0 lead right now. What do you think was more embarrassing? I also think the Warriors one is embarrassing too because you won 73 games 
Um, yeah, you guys are undoubtedly. They started off 24-0 that year. And going into the finals, I remember after game two, I was like, yeah, this shit is over. They, I think they won by like 30-something. Every game was a blowout, basically. Yeah, after... Yeah, At the start I, of the series. Yeah, after game two, I was like, yo, this shit is over. Like, this is the worst finals ever. <laughs> but, like, once it got to, like, game five and Kyrie and LeBron dropped 41, I was like, oh, shit. This might be crazy. And I know people like to say that, um, oh, Draymond got suspended. That's why they won. I'm like, nah, cut that shit out. Because he was there for game six and, and seven. game seven. And then he, went off in game he seven. He had the game of his life in game seven. So... That Draymond got suspended shit, I don't... That shit don't mean nothing to me. But yeah, this Miami Heat one, I feel like it is going to be embarrassing because not as much as the Warriors, but I'm always going to remember a team blowing a 3 nothing lead for the first time, too, in, in history. Because I remember when... Who was it? What was it when the, the Thunder blew a 3-1 lead? I forgot which 3-1 lead I remember first being blown. Cause I, since you started watching ball, yeah. Since I since I started watching, I would maybe pop, Clippers losing to the to the Rockets. Um, because that was 2015. That yeah. was with Josh Smith and all of them. Maybe um, that one. I don't think any of them. Or I'm I think just, the one before that was um T Mac, but we weren't old enough for that. Oh yeah, I'll probably say the 2016 when um OKC blew that three one to Golden State, and then Golden State blew that three one to Cleveland back to back. So that was two seasons in a row. And before that, I feel like it wasn't really common. I feel like now that shit is way more common. Happens blowing, all the time. Blowing a 3-1 lead now is mad common now. So you think, will it be more common not to blow a 3-0 lead? Probably not. But it would be crazy to see that. I'll probably, I'm always going to hold that shit over Heat fans' heads if they blow that lead. That shit is inescapable. Like, especially if you're the first one to do it. So, and with these stakes, yeah, it's, it's a lot. But nah, yeah, I think the Warriors one is definitely worse. And you talk about you know history. Um, you saying this is always going to be held over the Miami Heat's head. Um, you look at the Yankees that won twenty seven championships. Guess what? Two thousand four is still you know it's still a black cloud. You know. Damn, you actually it, wanted to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> because I just I just thought about it, but it's like it's it's always going to be there, especially to a rival. Um, Miami and Boston are really becoming rivals now. They've been rivals, I would say, for the past decade. One of the most, you know, underrated rivalries that we've seen recently. But they can't, they can't lose the series, man. They can't, and that's why I, that's why I'm picking Miami. That's exactly why I'm picking Miami. I understand they let themselves slip a little bit too much, but I think they know right now, like, all right, let's seal the deal. You know, let's cut the shit out. Let's play seriously, and let's win this game. Let's go to the finals. Let's go win a championship right now. Let's add more to the trophy collection right now. Give Pat Riley another ring. Give Spo a ring. And let Jimmy Butler win his first ring ever. And to be honest, I'll be real with you. I would put this ring over Dirk's ring as the greatest ring of all time if Jimmy Butler really can accomplish this. To 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 be, I understand. All right, cool. He was hurt. I understand Milwaukee was still a great team overall, and he came back. He beat Giannis. The the Knicks, you know, they're not they're not that much of like a fantastic team, but it's the same thing with Dirk. The Blazers weren't that impressive; they were good. So that's equivalent to the Blazers, you know. Um, they're beating the Celtics, who just went to the finals, and everyone drew them up to go to the finals immediately. Because let's be real, people didn't think you know Philly was going to stop them. Some people did. I didn't really think so. So then you got them being the Celtics, and then you have to face Jokic, 
If if they make it and if they beat Jokic, give me this ring over Dirk. Absolutely give me this ring over Dirk just because you were an 8C. I understand Dirk played all 51 teams, if I'm not mistaken. But let's be real. Look at all the MVPs he's going up against. He's going up a, a total of, not as in people, he's going up against four combined MVPs. 2-2 two and two with Jokic and with Giannis. Is that not more impressive to you than than what you know Dirk did in 2011? Like I want to hear from you. Like what what would be a better ring? Because eight seed, you beating your rivals. You know, remember they've been going back and forth, back and forth. I think Miami and Milwaukee is a new rivalry as well. Beat your rivals, beat the Knicks. You beating another one of your rivals in the Celtics, who had a top four MVP candidate. You beating this guy that won MVP twice back to back and could have three peated. Honestly, like is that not better than Dirk to you? I think it would only be slight. I feel like it'd be slightly better only because of the the star power he had to go against. Not saying that Dirk didn't go through stars, but first round he played the Blazers. I was was Brandon Roy healthy at that time? Brandon Roy and Lamarcus Aldridge. Yeah. So yeah, they beat the the Blazers, and then second round they they swept the defending champion lakers same thing without the championship part but you know with lebron he swept kobe yeah they swept them and then round three they beat the the young thunder young kd young westbrook young harden um we knew how good that team was that team ended up beating them in the first round the year after yep but they took care of them i think what was it six or seven games i think uh, I forgot. It might have been five or six. Oh, shit. Could have even been five, if I'm not mistaken. But then the finals going up against the Heat, that big three Heat for the first that first year with them and taking care of them, that was a big thing, too, because we all knew everybody thought the Heat was going to win the whole thing that year. And that game, that game too, especially when Dirk brought them back and he had that game-winning layup, that was really a lot for them. But I would probably, I would probably say the Heat, the Heat's one would be a little bit better. Just because, yeah, you got, you're going up against um, Giannis in round one. Then, I mean, yeah, you got the Knicks in round two. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Going up against Jalen Brunson in round two. Say it with pride. You're going up against Jalen Brunson in round two. Yeah, Jalen Brunson. I mean, I'm not hating. I'm just saying Jalen Brunson. Don't just say the Knicks, though. He went up against Jalen Brunson going bucket for bucket. Don't forget that. Yeah. But I don't know. Because I was going to say the. Comparing them, I feel like the Knicks would be like the Blazers. Yeah, in, in they're they're equivalent. That's why yeah. I said, yeah, they're equivalent. Yeah, and then you go up against Tatum and Brown in round three, and then you potentially go up against Jokic, a two-time MVP in the finals. So I feel like it'll be, it'll probably be equal, if not slightly better. But taking down that Heat team, I understand that's that's a big narrative. But let's not forget about the big narrative energy coming from you, a eight seed. And you're going all the way to the finals. Something hasn't been done in over 20-plus years, and it will be the second time. And guess what? Then you win the championship over a two-time MVP. Dallas was, what, the third seed? I think they were the third seed. So even to an extent, like, you know, they have some. They had some odds going their way. Did anyone think, you know, Dallas was going to go to the finals? No. I thought it was going to be, you know, I thought we were finally going to see LeBron versus Kobe in the finals. But... They had some odds on their side. Let's be real. Third seed, they have, you know, you give them some consideration all the time. An eight seed, though, for an eight seed to do this, that's different. And not even an easy eight seed role. For an eight seed to face Giannis, Tatum, Jalen Brown, Jokic, and we're going to give some respect as well to Jamal Murray and Jalen Brunson, that's a lot of talent that you got to take down. That is a lot of talent. So that's why I got to take sides with Jimmy Butler. And, of course, it's a team effort. 
got Spo, you have Spo as well, you have great role players. But we know the star is going to be the face of, you know, the, the championship team. This, I mean, this Heat team, they also are, they also are like zombies in a way. Because you saw they were on the way out, and then they crawled back into that A spot. Not saying that, um, not saying that we saw this coming, but I feel like if any team was to make this run as an A seed, I would say it's the Miami Heat. Because at the end of the day, playoffs is about matchups, and you being matched up with the Bucks first round. The Heat are already familiar with the Bucks. Not saying we all had them to win, but like they already have a familiarity with them. They beat them in the bubble in five games, and then they matched up with them in 2021, even though they got swept. But they still, they still know. And then round two with the Knicks, like even though we had the advantage in a way, they they have the experience. They they've been there before and all that. And I remember saying like. It was probably before we even started the pod. Like I remember saying, "Yo, if we play the Heat in the first round, I think we're losing in five games." I, that was before the the Cleveland series, and then, all that. Uh, yeah, of course. If, for me, it was. I flipped once I saw what we did to the Cavs. Exactly. Once I saw what we did to the Cavs, I'm like, "Oh yeah, I think we could beat the Heat." But before that, before seeing that, I was like, "If we play the Heat, I don't care if they're a six, seven seed. They're beating us in five games." And then taking care of us, they had to go play Boston. And you already know they give Boston trouble every year. Like, 2020 in the bubble, they beat them in six games. Then we last year, they go to game seven. So they're already familiar with this team. It's p- basically the same team, except Boston just added Derek White. Yeah, I mean, no, not Derek White. I'm sorry. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically the same team going up against each other again. And then Miami's missing Tyler Hero and Victor Oladipo. So I guess that's where some of it... But the Heat is like, damn, they really got this far without Hero and Victor Oladipo. So, yeah, but this is this Heat team is probably the one team I could see. Like, even if they are A-seed, they could make this run. And not a lot of teams could do that. So, even though they are A-seed, yes, I feel like this team was the one team with Eric Spolstra running the show. This was the one team that could make this feat. So real quick before we even talk about finals predictions, because we're going to have to do that today since um, we're not going to be recording another episode till next Monday. So we're going to have to give, you know, like a what if for each each opponent. But real quick, because you did say hi, Tyler Hero. Would you bring him back for the finals? I wouldn't because you already got this far without him. I wouldn't want to risk something where he gets hurt again and then you got to miss all of next year. I would just say... Just keep him out. Like, you already made it this far. Just let him, yeah, just let him heal up and just get ready for next season no matter what happens. Because at the end of the day, when he's going to get a ring, if not, you guys just come back next year, regroup, and you're already going to be one of the, those teams that, that's going to be in the mix. So I wouldn't try to rush him and then mess it up for next year. What if you go down, you know, you're the Heat, you go down 0-2, and he's ready to go? Are you going to take the chance? You're going to stick with your guys, stick with the chemistry you've built the entire postseason. At that point, I would just stick with my guys because we're just putting, we're just adding more pressure onto Hero. Because to not, to not play for X amount of time and being out, and to jump immediately back into NBA Finals basketball, like fuck playoffs, you're jumping into the finals. That's a whole different thing. That's like. I don't give a fuck how in shape you are and mm-hmm. shit. Like, 
the finals is a different beast. Like you're being game planned every night. This is the this is for all the marbles right here. So I wouldn't even play around with that. If it was like first round or sure maybe, but for the finals now, nah, I would just keep him out. I, I guess only play him if he's literally like begging to play. But if he doesn't think it's the right thing to do, I wouldn't force it. You you've already got this far without him, so. Yeah, I agree because there are, you know, some fans saying, you know, if he's ready, bring him back. You know, that's another weapon. But I don't think he's going to really truly be ready. You know, coming back to NBA game speed already is not is not easy to adjust. Add that, you know, being it's the playoffs. On top of that, add that, that it's the finals. You're going to NBA final speed right now. Look, at I'll give you a good example. Look, look at last year. I remember Nuggets fans were beasting for Jamal Murray to come back against the Warriors. They were beasting him to come he back. He didn't want to. And he didn't want to come back. And people was on his ass. And now look at him. He took that time off. He came back this year. And he's playing back like his normal self. So it's really up to Tyler Hero at that point. You just got to like bet on yourself and talk to yourself about that. But I feel like I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't risk it. Because you already got this far. You guys win and you don't play. You're still going to get a ring. Exactly. So it don't matter. If you don't win, you'll be back next year. I understand. So let's give our quick predictions right now. So let's say, I know we talked a lot about Miami, but let's talk about the possibility that Boston does go to the finals. How do you see that series playing out? Denver versus Boston. Damn, it'll be a fun series. It'll be good throughout. I think I would say, I would say Nuggets in six. I'll say Nuggets in like six or seven. I'm leaning towards six though. Yeah, if if it's Boston, give me the Nuggets in six. Um, I'm I'm gonna say right now too. Jamal Murray did get robbed of his Magic Johnson award, whatever. Um, against the Celtics, I don't really like him against the Celtics. I think this would be more of a Jokic series. I think he would win Finals MVP in a series like this. I don't think they have the personnel to stop him. So I would definitely go Nuggets in six as well. Um, I don't think I've said it earlier. I don't think you know Tatum's just built like that. He wants to be Kobe really badly, but I don't think he got that. And, I, you know, I always talk about, you know, like Kobe's like when people hype up Kobe's clutchness and stuff like it's overrated. But he, he does. Jason Tam does not have that even that Kobe energy. You know, he does not have the heart to go out there and win you a finals. He just doesn't. And I'm not I'm not saying that, you know, just because of what happened last year against the Warriors, which was embarrassing as well. I just don't think he got it. I don't think he got it like he think he got it. So that's why I'm picking the Nuggets in six. Give Jokic his finals MVP. So now against the Heat, you said they're going to beat the Heat, but how many games? How many games do you think the Nuggets are going to beat them in? The Heat are the most confusing team because I wouldn't be surprised if the Nuggets beat them in five. And then I also wouldn't be surprised if the Nuggets beat them in seven. So like... I don't know. It's confusing. So I would probably give the Heat like two games just out of respect because I don't know. This team is just mad confusing. When I think it's over, they just fight back and they always give them a fight. So I'm going to go Nuggets in. I'll probably say Nuggets in like six as well. I think this is more of a of a series where Jamal Murray would be the one to take advantage of the defense rather than Jokic. I think in the, it's the inverse, basically. Yeah. Here... You know, Miami has the personnel to deal with Jokic, but I don't think they have the personnel to really deal with Jamal Murray just as much. 
So this would be, definitely be a Jamal Murray series where he would take over. I know you said, it's like you said, the Miami Heat are a confusing team. These guys are either going to win by, you know, scoring, you know, a lot of threes, shooting 50% from three. Or they're going to make like four threes but still grit it out. And they're still going to win. That's why I have faith in Miami to win. And that's why I would take Miami in six. You got the momentum. Like I said, you let it slip a little bit in, in, in this conference finals. If you make it, you still got the momentum from how many games that you've won already. All these series that you've won where you're the underdog. Be the underdog again and finish the story. Finish the story of the first eight seed to win an NBA championship in basketball history. Just do it. Just do it. Give Jimmy Butler his finals MVP. I wouldn't be surprised if someone like Caleb Martin gave him a, a run for his money. But give that, give, give Jimmy his props, cement him as a legend in basketball history. You think if Heat and Nuggets match up and Nuggets win, you think Jamal Murray's winning MVP? Yeah. Damn. I know, I know like AD is a much better defender than Bam, but Bam is still going to, and of course we saw Jokic did cook AD to a certain extent, yeah. but I think Bam is still going to give him problems. I, I like Bam's defense. I like Bam as a player. Is he better than AD? Fuck no. You know, not on offense or defense, but throw Bam at him, see what happens. I think Bam could slow him down just a little bit, but at the same time, you got to deal with Jamal Murray. If the Nuggets were to win against the Heat, Jamal Murray is going to have to drop like 32 a game, which he basically did against the Lakers. I think he's capable of doing that against the Miami Heat. I just feel like Bam isn't fucking with Jokic at this Like, I know Bam is one of the great defenders and all that, but I feel like at this point, I feel like Jokic just gets it done regardless with ease as well. So I feel like it doesn't matter who you throw at Jokic, he's still going to get it done. I would have to see it to believe it. Like, I would have to see Jokic go fucking seven for 25 in a game for me to be like oh shit but let's be real that's just that's just not his game you know if he's, not, if he's shooting bad yeah, he's not he's gonna, gonna stop like at 14 shots if he's like three or four for 14 he's like all right let me chill the fuck out let me just play make you know it's not like we're gonna see him shoot 25 shots if he's shooting bad it's scary though because even if you play up on him he could hit you with that bullshit ass shot and just throw it in yeah or if not if you're playing really physical with him he's gonna get the foul call he knows how to use his body and get those calls so, I don't know. I feel like Jokic could take advantage and get Bam in foul trouble and, and make it tough on him. And Jamal Murray could have his way, too. I feel like the Heat, they're always going to be in the game with their role, guys. That shit would be funny as hell if I see Caleb Martin holding the Finals MVP trophy. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that shit would be crazy. But, but I see it. That's the worst part. It's the, I see it as a possibility with how he's been playing this entire playoffs. I would not be surprised. I still think it's going to be Jimmy A1, but I think he's going to outplay Bam. I think I think Caleb Martin's going to outplay Bam. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's yeah. What, that's, but it sounds insane, you know? And I know, of course, you know, we are concerned, but let's not underrate Bam, you know, as like a defender. I get it. AD was on a whole nother level this postseason as a defender. Yeah. But that doesn't make Bam a slouch, you know? Nice. He's just a, you know, a slouch in comparison to AD. Yes, you got to worry about those bullshit shots from deep that just bank in. Trust me, you know, I'm an expert in shooting and making those shots. Let's be real. I, th I, I think, I think, I think, I think, you know, Dequan knows that as well. You know, I make those shots. You know, it's, it's, it's demoralizing. It really is demoralizing. But, um, you know, I think Bam, Bam is going to do a good job on him. Good job, meaning like what? Like 24, 11, and like seven, which sounds disgusting. But that is slowing down Jokic at this point in, in the postseason. Um, I was going to ask you. 
Because for me now, seeing the Heat going on on this run and everything, to me it just shows at this point that the regular season kind of doesn't matter. Oh, God. So I want to I get your opinion. Like, Do you think the regular season matters, or do you think it doesn't really matter like that? Of course it matters, bro. It, I'm always going to think that no matter what seed, what team goes to the finals, the regular season does matter, you know? Um, sometimes the regular season tells the story of what's going to happen in the playoffs. You should know that as a Knicks fan, you know? People are laughing because, remember, we won the series against the, the Cavs, like 3-1, right? And we locked up Darius Garland and, and Donovan Mitchell, you know, that entire time. People said, well, that's the regular season. Regular season don't matter. Are you seriously comparing the regular season to, you know, the playoffs? Playoffs is a different beast. The same story happened from the regular season in the playoffs. So it's really not that surprising, you know? I think you, you can tell how a series is going to go sometimes by the regular season. But overall, I kind of hate the narrative of the regular season doesn't matter or let's shorten the regular season, for example, because people say it don't matter. But to me, it does matter. The seeding matters. Um, no matter what, you got to have some type of seeding. So that's why it matters. Um, you tell how good a player is, of course, by the playoffs, but also in the regular season. You know, not everybody is a playoff riser. There's a couple of playoff risers. You got the guys who stay consistent and you got the playoff risers, yeah. playoff risers such as Jimmy Butler and Jamal Murray. Yeah. I understand, like, for example, I'll give grief to Tatum because he's a better player in the regular season than the playoffs. I think he drops in the playoffs, but that doesn't mean he's still not an elite player, you know? So the regular season does matter to me. Um, I think we still need to place importance on the regular season. I think fans need to stop bitching about the regular season and trying to shorten it. Keep it how it is. Just because the Heat did something doesn't mean the regular season doesn't matter. You said it yourself. They beat the Bucks because they're familiar and they had this advantage over, you know, Boston because they're just familiar with each other. That's all it is. It's not that the regular season doesn't matter. They just have a past already together. You know, if it was like the first time they faced the Bucks in the playoff history and they smoked the Bucks, and there's a first time Butler seeing Tatum in the playoffs and he smokes Tatum, that's different. But, you know, as you said, there's a third time that Jimmy faced Giannis and there's a third time that he faced those Celtic teams. One thing I'll say is um, sometimes the regular season matchups don't really tell the whole story. Because I remember back when the Bulls used to give Miami the work in the regular season and then Miami used to just whoop that ass in the playoffs. Same thing with the Knicks, the 2013 season. I, I think the Knicks beat them every game. That don't I mean, count, though, because they didn't face them. Not yet. We they didn't, didn't, we didn't face, face them. them, but I don't think we would have beat them. But also— We'll um, never know. I think for— We'll I, never know. I'll probably take back what I said, because I think for some teams— I'll say this. For some teams, the regular season does not matter. Like, a team, like I feel like a team like Milwaukee, um, like all those teams that— They've have they've either won a championship or they've been close to it. I feel like teams like that, they could afford to kind of slide in the standings and kind of pick and choose who they want to play. The Heat are one of those teams. We just saw the Lakers are one of those teams as well. You could, I mean, I you, uh, I don't know how you feel about the Clippers, but I feel like no, 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 no. <laughs> Clippers, Clippers are a joke, bro. At I this feel point like in time, Clippers are I a joke. I think Boston could get away with it too, but yeah, but, but it's like you're saying, it's only a handful of teams. Yeah, like a, a team like the Cavs, oh, you yeah, gotta Cavs, shoot yeah, for first in the yeah, conference, yeah, to to e to make your chances easier. No, yeah, definitely. But yeah, some teams like those handful of teams, they could, they don't really have to go as hard in the regular season. They could slide back because at the end of the day, the playoffs is about matchups. You get that matchup you want. You see that road to the playoffs, that easier path, and it could just work out in your favor. 
But yeah, for a lot of the teams, you have to shoot for the stars. That's why you always mm-hmm. see teams at a certain point, like like the Bucks. Before, once Giannis started, once he won his first MVP, they were shooting for sixty win seasons. They were trying to get the number one seed, and when that shit wasn't working, and they was losing in round two, they was like, "All right, let's let's not go for number one." And they yeah. fell back to three, and they ended up winning the chip that year. So I would say, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say the regular season is a, a complete dud, but for for like those handful of teams that are like in contention, for them, I feel like it doesn't really mean as much because they could easily turn it on and just flip the switch anytime. But like for those inexperienced teams or those up and coming teams, those teams really have to shoot for the stars. I agree. It's definitely uh, only a case study for a handful of teams that can afford to, you know, fuck around the standings. Yeah. But let's talk MVPs of the week. Um, it's all Celtics, as you guys know. We're at the end, so it's kind of like dwindling. The choices are dwindling, which is good, but it also means the season's almost over. Mm-hmm. So I picked three Celtics. I know my pick, and it's definitely not based off of overall performance. You got Tatum, who had two thirty balls, even though one was ugly. JB had a 21-26 and 26 point game. And my pick, I know we laugh saying, you know, are we ever going to see Jamal Murray, you know, win, even be nominated? <laughs> I made a lot of guarantees. I guarantee this nigga will never be in contention ever again. <laughs> I, I guarantee it. Derek White, he had the game winner. He also had a 24 ball in game five. Who was your MVP for the week? Um, My MVP of the week, I know. Yeah, fuck. I'm, I'm going out. I'm going out the fucking way because he wasn't even nominated. Um, so my MVP of the week is um Grant Williams. He really put really the, yeah he put no nah, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was about to say around. really I mean like are you serious? Hey, you breaking uh, the rules? I'm, nah, I'm, I'm picking not, people for a nah, reason. No, nah, I'm joking. I'm fucking. I just wanted to make that joke. Um, now nah, my MVP of the week is um is Jason Tatum, for sure. He kept the team afloat even though we had questions. Like even I'm watching the game, I'm like do something like <laughs> like because you know the first like three games he was non-existent in the fourth quarters like the first two games he was doing his thing and then once the fourth quarter came he was he couldn't make a field goal all his points were straight free throw mm-hmm. then game three they got their ass busted pause they were <laughs> they were down by so much that he wasn't even like playing in the game like that but yeah but once it got tough in in game five and game six i mean game five was a blowout so they had they just took care of business in game six he really came out to play, especially when he hit those two fadeaways in mm. in the second quarter. I was like, oh, yeah, he came to play today. And then, yeah, he just kept them in the game. You you even saw it, too. When the South, when Boston took him out the game, Miami started to go on their runs. Yeah. So they, they needed Tatum to play in those games. Jalen Brown, as good as he plays, he'd be disappearing sometimes. He got to do more. Yeah, he got to do more. Sometimes I'll bail him out, though. Sometimes it'd be feeling like they freeze him out. But sometimes he's the one that does a disappearing act, you know? No, nah, yeah. And then there'll be times where he drives in and he loses the ball. And I'm just like, oh, fuck, man. Like, he gets me. <laughs> like, I'm like, yo, work on your handles, my nigga. Like, come on. Like, but nah, um, nah, yeah. Jason Tatum is my MVP of the week. Shout out Derek White, though. He's, he fucking came out of nowhere. He did. You think that shot was crazier than the Derek Fisher shot? Yeah, because yeah. It, it was off the bounce. It was an offensive board. And that's why I'm going to be nice. I'm really going to be nice and give it to him. Like I said, I guarantee you, because in the regular season, he's not going to have like a 50 ball or something. So I'm going to give it to him, not only because this is never going to happen for him ever again, I could really promise you, 
but also because that game winner is, is the only reason why they're not home right now. Yeah. You know, booking the trip to, to Cancun and, and Dominican Republic. So I'll give it to him for the one time. Derek White, enjoy that. Add that to your small list of accolades if you got any, to be honest. I try to be disrespectful, but you got the J&J MVP of the week in your trophy case. Yes, sir. But with that, guys, that wraps it up for J&J for the day. And before we say we see you next time, definitely want to give a shout out because he did it for me. Justin's graduating tomorrow. We out to the Prudential. We out to the Prudential Center tomorrow to celebrate that. Yeah, big ups to Newark. But like that, guys, we will see you guys next time with two college grads this time. Yes, sir.